Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is Thoughts, Words, and Actions. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come today ready to receive from your precious Bible, Father. We know that your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Thank you for lighting us up more today with your word, Father, so we can be a greater blessing to those around us, Father, because we know that we are blessed to be a blessing. So thank you for helping us today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, are going to talk today about this topic, thoughts, words, and actions. My friends, our lives are filled with our thoughts, our words, and our actions. If we are a born-again Christian, then our lives should be a reflection of God's character. Our thoughts, words, and actions should line up with God's will. Let's talk about our thoughts, words, and actions today and start in Romans 12, 2 in the Contemporary English Bible. Don't be like the people of this world, but let God change the way you think. Then you will know how to do everything that is good and pleasing to Him. My friends, think about that. We are called to let God change the way we think. We're not to think like the world, but He wants to change the way we think, and we meditate only on good and pleasing things to Him. Matthew 4.17 in the Amplified Bible says, From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, live your life in a way that proves repentance, seek God's purpose for your life, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Folks, we are called by Jesus to change our old way of thinking. See, we're born with Adam's sin nature, and our thought life is not right. And Jesus shows us how to think the right way. Oh, we might have kind thoughts about helping people and this and that, but true godly character should be our desire. Now, Deuteronomy 30, 19 in the Amplified Bible, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Therefore, you shall choose life in order that you may live you and your descendants. My friends, notice we have to choose life. It's our thought life. We're talking about our thoughts here at the beginning here. It's our thought life. We have to choose to think on pure and lovely, good things, things of a good report, not on the things of the world. Now, Proverbs 4, 23 in the easy-to-read Bible. Above all, be careful what you think because your thoughts control your life. My friends, isn't that pretty blunt? But our thoughts control our whole life. If we have good thoughts, we're going to have a good life. If we have bad thoughts, we'll be living in the devil's ways. Proverbs 4.23 in the Expanded Bible. Be careful what you think. Above all that you guard, protect your heart, because your thoughts run your life. Life flows from it. My friends, we have to guard our heart, our thoughts, because our life will flow from our thought life. Now, 2 Timothy 1.7 in the Amplified, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but He has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. Folks, our thought life should be full of self-control and a balanced, a calm thing with personal discipline in our thought life. 
and it should not involve fear, but be bathed in love. All of our thoughts should include God's love. Now, 2 Corinthians 10, 5 in the New King James, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. My friends, one of my favorite scriptures about our thought life, we are all called to bring most thoughts into captivity. No, to bring every thought into captivity. To what? To the obedience of Christ. How would Christ think about this particular thing I'm thinking about right now? And if it's not in a line, we have to change how we're thinking so that every thought we have is brought into captivity into his obedience. Now let's talk about words a little bit. Psalm 1914 in the Amplified, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable and pleasing in your sight. O Lord, my firm, immovable rock and my redeemer. Notice this verse also talks, folks, about meditation of the heart because much of our words will come from our heart, from our thought life. And then we're called to let our words be acceptable in the sight of God. Now Ephesians 4.29 in the Amplified, do not let unwholesome, foul, profane, worthless, vulgar words ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good for building up others according to the need and the occasion, so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. My friends, it's not a blessing to hear people cussing. I know a lot of people in the church do that now, but there's no blessing in that. We're called here to not have foul, profane, worthless, and vulgar words. I know the devil will try to say it's okay and, you know, I'm still going to church and all that, but we're not to have a vulgar mouth. We all have to choose to be a bright light, and we have a vulgar mouth in the world. That is not what we're called to do with our words. We're called to glorify God, not curse him in our words. Well, I think that came out plain enough, huh? How about Colossians 4, 6 in the Amplified Bible? Let your speech at all times be gracious and pleasant, seasoned with salt, so that you will know how to answer each one who questions you. My friends, that's such a great scripture about our speech again. Let our speech most of the time be gracious and pleasant. No, again, let our speech at all times be gracious and pleasant. Now, I know none of us are perfect, and we all can be thankful that we can repent, and the Lord is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. But our goal should be for our speech at all times to be gracious and pleasant. And the more we strive for that, the better we'll be at living a life that glorifies God and looking up to heaven to see Jesus in his soon coming return. Now Proverbs 18, 21 in the Amplified. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. My friends, we're going to bear the consequences of our words because death and life are in the power of our tongues. Now let's go to Colossians 3, verses 2 through 5 in the Amplified. Set your mind and keep focus habitually on things above, the heavenly things, not on things that are on the earth, which have only temporal value. Three, for you died to this world, and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. For when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. 
Five, so put to death and deprive of power the evil longings of your earthly body with its sensual, self-centered instincts, immorality, impurity, sinful passion, evil desire, and greed, which is the kind of idolatry because it replaces your devotion to God. Folks, we got to keep our mind right because before you know it, our mind gets us to speak this and speak that that's not right, and pretty soon we're putting into action those thoughts and words that are not of a godly nature. We all need to avoid that and start out the right way, thinking on and speaking the right things. Now more about our actions, James 1.22 in the Amplified Bible. But prove yourselves doers of the word, actively and continually obeying God's precepts, and not merely listeners who hear the word but fail to internalize its meaning, deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. My friends, we can talk all we want. We can think about all we want. We should be thinking the right things, but we have to take action for God. God wants us to take action because faith is an action. Colossians 3, 23 and 24 in the Amplified. Whatever you do, whatever your task may be, work from the soul. That is putting your very best effort as something done for the Lord and not for men. 24, knowing with all certainty that it is from the Lord not from men, that you will receive the inheritance, which is your greatest reward. It is the Lord Christ you actually serve. My friends, we are serving the Lord Jesus Christ, whatever we do. So we have to take action with our faith. And when our thoughts and words are godly, then our actions will be godly and will do our work as unto the Lord. Our lives are full of thoughts, words, and actions. Let's choose to make them godly and be quick to repent when we mess up. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful that you're teaching us today about your thoughts, words, and actions, and how we should align ourselves with how you act, your thoughts, your words, your actions, Father. We thank you for the example of Jesus, Father, and so many that came after him that show us a godly life. And thank you for helping us, and thank you for your mercy. We miss you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary, and he's coming back soon.